Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to another fine and fantastic edition of Plank of the Week. We have the plank here uh, and we have the panel over here, uh, Kevin O'Sullivan and Dawn Neeson. Now, for those of you who have told us, and I don't uh, mind admitting that some of you have, that we should be doing better social distancing. We don't need to, right? Here's why. Because we've got partitions in between us, so we don't actually have to be that far away. Uh, So we are entirely COVID secure here um, at News UK. And also, could you all stop being quite so sanctimonious? Yes. Thank you very much. Yes, that's very well said. Now, um, we've got uh, a whole load of planks to go at today. I mean, it could be said, as I put out earlier, and I know you're going to go first with yours, and you might as well get it out of the way, it could be said that after Dawn speaks... There will be no further point in making the rest of the show. But I don't believe that (laughs) because I want to give... (laughs) It's not that bad. But what I do want to say uh, is that regardless of who you think should win it, and I think it's going to be pretty unanimous, there are still lots of other people that deserve a place in the top ten. So, Dawn, I'm going to ask you to kick it off with everybody's Plank of the Week. Thank you. You've been very gentlemanly by letting me do this one. And I am going to nominate... Wait for it. Ready, drum roll, Harry and Meghan. Why? Okay, there you go. I know, I know. There you go. I know. It's yours. Right, thank you. Right, fine. Okay, I declare this competition. Are you being in the news or something? Um, I, well, no, because they are so oh, publicity shy and privacy obsessed. And, you know, perish the thought that they actually ever put themselves on a front page anywhere. Mm. Any case. Two you, days in a row, the Daily Star have absolutely I, done them up like a I kipper. I know, done them up like a kipper. Any case, the world's most publicity shy couple who reside in a million pound mansion in California. A million? I think. I think it's more like 15 several million, million several million squillions of pounds mentioned they declared that they are expecting another baby yeah now they, they didn't do this many with congratulations a, congratulations yeah they didn't do this with a simple statement like you know they could have done if they really really wanted mm. to avoid publicity yeah they um posed for probably one of the most nauseating pictures i've ever seen in my entire life mm. mono um Posed under a, a, a tree, which is meant to represent the tree of life. Is that the tree in one of mm. their back gardens? It's one of their back gardens yeah. in the, mm. the, the sprawling gardens they have. The 16 bathroom mansion. Yeah. And it, it was straight out of the scene, was straight out of Notting Hill. Yeah, you well, know, it was more like Middle Earth, <laughs> yeah, Harry's the feet. feet. The headline should have been Get <laughs> the Hobbit Habit. Yeah. What's wrong with his feet? Or Harry the Hobbit. Yeah. Come on, boys, we're being romantic here. <laughs> Any case, we're going with Notting Hill. Uh, Hugh Grant, uh, Julia Roberts, wasn't it? And the final it scene was. in that is where uh, a pushy American actress, hmm, typecasting, um, and a dopey Londoner are having a baby together. And they are, she is lying 
on his lap, head resting in his lap, cradling a baby bum, and they're gazing adoringly at one another. Um, and this they issued on Valentine's Day. Um, exactly 37 years, is it, after Princess Diana? Something like that, which is kind of creepy in itself, isn't it? It's a bit creepy. After Princess Diana announced that she was expecting Prince Harry, and this has gone global. It's on every page one, it's on every TV um, channel. Um, It's been talked about everywhere because you can't avoid it, basically. I really want to not talk about the but. The the sheer stinking hypocrisy... Is yeah, unbelievable. Then, 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 to be fair, they've now sought uh, their privacy uh, in the arms of Opera Winfrey, exactly. to whom they will be giving a vast well, interview. Well, that's the second part of the plankish behaviour, isn't it? This is the second part of the thing, isn't it? But how it's about this, right? Buckingham Palace put out an 18-word statement thanking uh, or wishing them well, right? But it didn't mention William and Kate. Mm. It didn't mention no. Camilla, no. right? In stark contrast to a 95-word statement that they put out, uh, when she was pregnant for the first time uh, in October 2018. So you can tell that there's an awful lot of miffery going on at the palace. They're, they're not, not happy. happy. They're not going to be happy. How about a two-word statement? The second one was off. Yeah, and they, they, I don't think there's any coming back from this. As you said, um, they've doubled down on the, the, the hideous baby announcement picture. Um, by also, oh, where was Archie, by the way? You know, if you're putting well, out a family picture, yeah. and don't tell me it's because they're trying to protect his identity. No, because he's on every Christmas card. They because said. he's on every Christmas card. He's in every picture they want to put him. He out did a on. podcast over Christmas, yeah. saying Happy New Year. Yeah, why is he not? Uh, in fact, um, on that picture, he's part of the family. They said that there's going to be a, uh, you know, he's going to, you know, he's going to get a, a little, a little brother or sister. Why mm. can we not have a picture of Archie? Mm. All well, those people on Twitter going, Oh, they're pregnant. No, they're not. She's pregnant. Yeah. He's pregnant. not pregnant. Mm. Right. But also, let's move on a bit to this Oprah Winfrey um, situation, which I'm told by Kevin possibly may have already recorded. been recorded. It is recorded. Right? It's already recorded. Now, it's going I can only assume in that inside of that there will be... She's spending a lot of time with Oprah on her own, and then Harry's been allowed to come in near the end, apparently, uh, to give his tuppence hate me worth, right? But there's going to be plenty, I would imagine, of allegations made about how terrible it all was and how just about surviving in the royal family because nobody was paying any attention to me was, you know, the end of, of, of Meghan's, you know, in existence and she just couldn't handle it. I mean, she is going to be throwing the royal family effectively under the bus. It's, she? It's, she's going to because it's going to be an all-encompassing, very intimate chat with one of her very, very close female friends, obviously, once going to be beamed around the world. Um, and it's 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 just you just can't begin to imagine what the Queen, who really hasn't really put that much before wrong, is thinking of this. Uh, there's no way back. Well, from it's this, just is more there? torment for everyone. I can't exactly. see how there is. They've got no. to just strip him of every single yeah. royal. Yeah, but there is. You see, the has. thing is, the thing is, the royal family, the Queen and her firm. They basically do anything that they perceive is popular with the people yeah. because they are in a constant battle to survive. And the reason, the way they do it, and they do it very, very skillfully, is by uh, c- cooking up popularity among the people. So what the people want, the royals give them. Mm. Uh, that's how they survive. Mm. That's how mm. they prosper. Now, what I think the royal family must be beginning to understand now is that a growing number, millions of people in this country now want that awful couple to be stripped of their HRH mm. title. I can't understand how they've still got it. Well, if and the how queen, can they even be referred to as the Duke and Duchess of Sussex? Well, the, if, the, if the Queen realises this, and I think she's having trouble getting on board with this, she just doesn't 
doesn't want to sort of do anything that's perceived as nasty. But once she does get on board the fact that the population want this couple stripped of their HRHs, mm. she will do it because it will be popular. Popular yeah. with everybody. Absolutely. So, uh, so go right ahead, Your Majesty. Yeah. That's what we want. Well, it's going to be fascinating. And I think uh, without wishing to uh, give the game away, that might well end up being the number I one know, pick. Yeah. Unless, of course, we conspire against you and make sure that they don't become We're going to have to go some. In order to have to go some. Well, why don't you see what you've got for us, uh, Kevin? What have you got uh, for Well, one? my first one uh, is to do with Meghan, but it's much more important than Meghan, and that is Mr Justice Warby, hmm. who is the judge in the High Court last week who summarily decided that uh, the wheels of justice did not have to reveal... Uh, why Meghan uh, was correct in her case against the Mail on Sunday that they invaded her privacy when they published a letter from her to her dad. He said, that doesn't need to go to court. I'm making a summary judgment. Mm. Uh, This was um, manifestly excessive by the Mail on on Sunday. No, it wasn't. Mm. Uh, This is the first time a judge in those circumstances has made a summary judgment against a party in a civil case for 20 years. Yes. It, is something, also... it is something that should be extracted from the legal system. A judge must not have the right mm. to do that. Mm. Uh, this is about the justice system uh, hearing the case of Meghan Markle, quite rightly, and the case of mm. the Mail on Sunday. He decided that uh, the Mail on Sunday had no chance of winning, uh, and therefore we didn't have to hear their case. They had a very good case. One of their case, Part of their case was public interest. Yeah. You, me, Dawn, yes. the public yeah. uh, of this country, we partially paid for that big wedding they mm. had in 2000. We did. We paid the bulk of it. Millions and millions mm. of pounds mm. towards it. The taxpayers paid for it. it. It is a matter of public interest. Excuse Why me, we also paid for the renovations to Frogmore Cottage, mm. uh, where they lived exactly. for quite a so, substantial period of time. Yeah, it is a matter of public interest why the father of the bride was not at that austere mm. occasion. Yeah. So uh, the men on Sunday had a public interest defence. Uh, they also uh, quite rightly, uh, quite clearly said she claimed she didn't cooperate with that hagiography finding freedom. Yeah, of course she uh, did. There's a slight problem with that. In the preface she said she did. Right. So she had to change her story then. Then she said she knew nothing of her five friends mm. uh, invading her privacy yes. to People magazine and she had to row back on that. And but say, then she also well, asked the court to not reveal who they were yeah. Yeah. So and she, not call them before the court. So she, she behaved uh, badly throughout that case and yet this judge, Mr Justice Warby, suddenly awards her the case. Oh, they, We've well, got to hear the case. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there were witnesses that wanted to come forward, weren't mm. they? Because not only did we pay for the One wedding, of them being her father. Exactly. Well, yeah. But also courtiers that we pay for. Mm-hmm. She actually used staff to write this supposedly very private letter that her friends were allowed to talk to People magazine about, mm. but her father couldn't talk about a letter that he yeah. received. Um, and th- this private letter of a distraught young woman to her dad was help co-written, allegedly, by courtiers at Buckingham yeah, Palace. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, and, they, and the courtiers apparently were uh, looking forward to being called. They wanted to be called. Mm. They wanted to they explain wanted their to have role their in the Well, from what I remember of their time uh, in uh, Britain, they seemed to have quite a high turnover of staff, didn't they? Because mm. what we know about Meghan Markle mm. is that she doesn't stay with people for mm. very long. 
So Harry might want to watch himself mm. in that regard. Mm. But can we not use the word summary judgment? Because what I would say is it's not a summary judgment. It's not, in fact, a judgment at all. It's actually a complete and utter miscarriage of justice. Yeah. Miscarriage because of justice. you cannot tell me I mean, that any judge or any person can make his mind well, up without hearing the evidence. It's a disgrace. It's an absolute it's ridiculous. It is a, it, I mean, it is a technical term. You know, oh, no, I know judgment. that, yeah. Uh, but I agree with you, Mike. And the implications are terrifying. Let's call it what it is. The, the, the yeah. implications are terrifying because... What, in effect, it means, it sets a precedent that any document that was written mm. by anyone uh, that wasn't intended for publication in the public arena mm. is now has an expectation of privacy and, you can, and newspapers can't publish them. Yeah, ridiculous. So totally that, ridiculous. That, that I really hope uh, with all my heart that the Mail on Sunday lodge an appeal and I hope they win because yeah. they deserve to win. Absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Well, my first um, nomination is an old favourite. He made it onto the top ten list of planks of the year last year and it is, of course... Your favourite barrister and mine, Jolyon Moron, uh, as we as we as we know him. His real name, of course, Jolyon Moore. Now, famously, of course, back in uh, 2019 on Boxing Day, uh, he took a baseball bat to a fox that was trapped in some uh, chicken wire uh, in his in his uh, back garden while he was dressed in his wife's kimono, um, presumably under the influence of something or other. I don't know what, uh, but. Ridiculously, as well as beating it to death, he then tweeted about how he'd just beaten it to death. He now reveals, right, because he's involved, of course, in yet another lawsuit against the government. And what he doesn't think he's doing, uh, and what he doesn't realise that he's doing, is every time that he, he challenges the government, it costs us a load of money. You know, we, the taxpayer, mm-hmm. are having to foot the bill for a team of and lawyers. He never wins. That the, they know he never wins, but the government will have to foot the bill for the team of lawyers that they've had to hire to defend themselves against this bozo who runs something called the Good Law Project, which is also a bad name. It should be called the Bad Law Project <laughs> or the it, Losing Law the Project. The Lord yeah. Project. Yeah. Um, and he basically came out and said that the damage he caused not only to the fox, but to himself was a lot worse than anybody knew uh, because he claimed that the incident sparked a standoff with top law firm Allen and Overy, right? Now, I hadn't heard of this law firm, but you know what the law business is like. It's full of, you know, these law firms that do very, very well. Thank you very much indeed. Allen and Overy are apparently the, the, the team of lawyers representing the government in this case, right? But he says uh, that when he did uh, announce that he'd beaten this fox to death, basically Allen and Overy's head of litigation told his chambers, which is where lawyers work, that they wouldn't not only give him any business, but they also wouldn't give his chambers any business whatsoever. So he almost ripped uh, a complete and utter hole in his own business and his own job. Very self-destructive um, thing. He's now it, he's yeah. now left that particular law firm, right? Yeah. And he does mm-hmm. these ridiculously long threads of tweets, which must take him all day, right? <laughs> well, he hasn't got much else to do by the time. Well, I mean, here's what he did. Now, tell me this is not the act of a complete and utter maniac. Mr. Morm left Devereux Chambers at the end of last year, unconventionally marking the departure by blocking the head of Chambers, Timothy Brennan QC, on Twitter. I mean, these are people who think that their life actually goes on, not in the real world, but on social media, on Twitter. Julian Moron obviously thinks that he is no end of a brilliant lawyer, but it's only in his mind, because yeah. whenever he takes a case on, he loses it. But it's good news when he's on Twitter for the animal kingdom because when he's well, on Twitter he can't as, be killing yeah, poor innocent creatures. It'll come as no surprise to you that he blocked me many years ago. Oh, he's blocked um, me as well. And he occasionally unblocks me and he hasn't done it for a while but he used to unblock me to accuse me of libeling him. <laughs> to right. which I would always say, uh, exactly how have I libeled you, Jolian? And then he would come up with some rubbish and I'd go, well, that's not actually libel. You're the lawyer 
surely you should know that. Yeah, I mean, you really <laughs> you know. wouldn't be hiring him, would you? I mean, he'd be the, if there was only one lawyer left in the world <laughs> no. and it was him, mm. I would not be hiring him. No, and no. I've hired a lot of lawyers in my time, as you can imagine. Um, <laughs> I don't think why. Dawn, uh, let's have your second one. My second one is, again, it's a bit of a perennial favourite, unfortunately. It's our, um, it's the Labour Party. Oh, good. Um, and this in particular that is... I know. and this, <laughs> But this is particularly a different member of it. This is Alex Sobel, who is a shadow culture, media and sport minister. I've never heard of him. Me neither. There's a lot of these Labour MPs who are in the shadow cabinet. You don't know who they are. What? Alex Sobel. S-O-B-E-L. Sobel. No, me neither. Any case, um, he wants the government to tell public bodies and private companies to start using the prefix MIGS. MX. I don't know how you pronounce it. MX. MX. Rather than Mr. or Mrs. or Miss or Ms. or even Master. So Ms. is no good now. No, no, no. You can't have any of those things because you're gendering people. I see. Whereas Migs. Um, is is is, is that not for that all is, genders then? Yes. Does well, that cover all one hundred genders yeah, as I mean, per the BBC's yeah, instructions? Yeah. Labour HQ have already embraced this mugs, um, <laughs> a form used for job applicants since last year. Mugs. 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 So what? When you get a letter from Labour Party, yeah. it says, it's "Dear Mugs. 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 Because I'll tell you something. I might have to check that because you know what's weird is I keep it, it comes into my junk emails. To be fair. But I once, because of the fact that they banned Julie Hartley Brewer from Labour Party conference, I was once accredited to go and oh, do it until did... until we decided actually it's not no, worth it. It's not worth but it, don't really. So we didn't um, bother going. But since I've um, got accredited, they obviously seem to think I'm a member of the Labour Party. So I get all these ah, internal emails from them. Red tie, them. though, Mike. And it is a red tie today, mm. yes, but that doesn't mean in any way, shape, or form that I'm endorsing <laughs> any political organisation. Please so don't. Also, uh, the Labour Party has also uh, decided uh, secretly that um, should they get into power, Britain will pay massive reparations for British imperialism mm. to apologise mm. for British for the British yeah. Empire. Uh, this is from uh, the party leader, Sakia Starmer, only last week said, let's get patriotic, let's dress let's in all flag. Posing as yeah. many union flags uh, as we can possibly muster. So that's muster. what, what Labour want to do. Apart from calling us mugs, mugs, they want to pay loads and loads of money to apologise for the British Empire. But, but Kevin, you that's do have the a, kind of government. You'd I, be voting I, Kevin, for. you do have a choice. I don't have to call you mugs. I can also call you ind or misc. Misc. Ind- individual or miscellaneous. Fancy that is ridiculous. Miscellaneous. I mean, these <laughs> people have got to get a life, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> They've got to get a life. Any case, I think that's fairly planky. I to think be that honest. is very planky. Mm. I'm just trying to think. There must be some other Labour Party things we can throw in uh, on top of all of that for all the, the mad stuff they've been doing. Because Keir Starmer, um, of he's course, he's in big trouble, isn't he? They yeah, finally mm. realised. I useless. think this happened since the last plank of the week that we did. Did he not put out that picture of himself from Heathrow Airport? Um, or was that the week? Before? No, I think it was. I think it was since we did the last plank of the week, yeah. um, where he took a picture of himself in a meeting room with a load of members of trade union, and right? there was none of these. And there going was none on. of those, and they weren't wearing masks. No. And so people started going, "Hang on a minute, mm-hmm. that doesn't look very secure." Well, this COVID is why he's wise. constantly but having then, to go and isolate. Yeah, but instead <laughs> of just ignoring that, he then deletes the picture, puts out another picture of himself outside the meeting wearing a mask. Yeah. As if everybody on Twitter hasn't already screen grabbed it and is going to keep putting it out there. Yeah, see, the, the you do worry about these people. Starmer's got going for him, uh, and well, my, my, my dog could be better than uh, Jeremy Corbyn as a Labour leader. Is he slightly better than Corbyn? But that isn't saying anything. And they have realised that after these couple of months where they all went, oh, he's so forensic, uh, that Mr. Forensic, or Mook's Forensic, <laughs> uh, is actually yeah, like not, very, he's not very good at his job. He's useless. He really isn't. 
Let's have your number two, Kevin. Uh, my number two is uh, Imperial College. Uh, I've decided to close Imperial College. And once we do, do that, uh, that will be the end of the coronavirus crisis because those are the scientists who are keeping this thing going. Uh, every time there is good news, and we are in the middle of a lot of good news at the moment, uh, deaths and cases are down by a third since this time last week. Up crop someone from uh, Imperial College to say, oh, no, no, no. Uh, and today's star uh, was on the telly last night mm. on News at 10, Professor Azra Ghani. This is a new one, isn't it? Yeah. I've never heard her before, before no. Yeah, it seems to be hordes of these people. She had a, a hell of a model on there. Oh. You know, she did, didn't she? She's like the couple of peaks. Right. Um, anyway, she said that well, Boris saying, well, with a bit of luck by the summer, by July, we could be back to some sort of norm, normal normality. Uh, she, of course, uh, Professor Ghani said, no, 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 can't even think about it till September. Otherwise, tens of thousands of people will die. I wonder if anyone's actually asked the question how much all of this is costing. Mm. All of these sage scientists, right? I know some of them are on the payroll mm. of Imperial College, but some of them will also be on the government's payroll. And then this nerve tag operation, which seemed oh. to start up out of nowhere, when we discovered that Neil Ferguson, who was meant to have resigned, Imperial College. is now still working for yeah. the government yeah. and mm-hmm. in this thing called nerve tag. Yeah. I mean, it's just a joke, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's a, you know, so Imperial College seems to be a kind of hatching factory for these uh, sage lunatics, mm. you know, who just think that uh, we have to save every single life and uh, everything else doesn't matter. Can you imagine sitting in the Imperial College canteen oh, I, with these bozos? I yeah. just want a vaccination against them, please. Yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. You so, know, don't so, drink that, it's hot. If we you got know, rid of be careful over there. Yeah. Can you imagine walking around Imperial College? <laughs> oh Stop God. it! Yeah. Stop moving! Don't sit on that chair, <laughs> don't it might sit collapse. There. It might collapse. <laughs> God's sake. Yeah, so right. if we got rid of Imperial College, that would be the end of the coronavirus <laughs> Well, crisis. do you know what? So. <laughs> there has been, I think, talk of getting rid of the name Imperial College because, of course, it sounds imperial, yeah. which yes. sounds a bit like the Empire. Oh, we can't be having any of that. Oh, no, yeah. absolutely. But, you know, they're, funnily enough, they're hanging on to it for grim uh, death because they think that that kind of marks them out as these amazing people because they work for this place. the University of Nutcase? Yeah, absolutely. Like well, yeah. I just, yeah, I mean, you know. They're just, they're just zealots. They're crazy. Well, they're just addicted to doom, aren't they? Neil addicted, Ferguson. Well, they're addicted to, to being. They finally, uh, from their obscure little lives, find themselves in the limelight. Yeah, they're quite. hanging on to it yeah. for all their worth. Exactly right. Yeah. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Now, I'm going to take a trip across the Atlantic uh, for my second one, and it's Minneapolis Council. Now, Minneapolis, of course, was the hotbed uh, of the first episode of Black Lives Matter because it was where George Floyd was shot. Uh, sorry, not shot, killed by the police. Minneapolis Council, in June of 2020, as a result of all of the um, opposition uh, and all of the demonstrations, decided uh, to go with the public uh, in, in, uh, endeavours to defund the police, right? And they decided that they would establish a holistic public safety force. Right, right? Okay. Because, of course, that's what you want to do. Look, there's a bloke outside the house with a shotgun. What do you want to do? Uh, I want to call the holistic public safety officers <laughs> to come and help me with this particular problem. Well, guess what? Uh, they've now announced the Minneapolis Council that in the wake of having done that, unfortunately... Um, Residents have started to experience longer response times and an increase in violent crime because there's hardly any police around. So they're now going to spend $6.4 million to hire some more police. Refund the police. So basically they're now going to... Refund the police. So they're going from defund the police to refund the police and reinstate a load of the police uh, who have been given the sack, effectively, because it didn't work. So they landed on planet woke crazy. Yeah. And suddenly reality came knocking at the door. The real world. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is what I said... We do do need police officers. This is what I said to that guy, Gary McFarlane, who was from Black Lives Matter, when I interviewed him um, back last year, uh, when I said, what would you do when you defunded the police then? And he said, well, um, we, we just police ourselves. Well, that's the result. That works well, that's how That's how it goes, um, I'm afraid, yeah, because no, there are criminals in this world, yeah. and they're not going to stop being criminals just because there's no police. No. They're not criminals because there's police. No. They're criminals because they're criminals. They're criminals, yes. That's they the way. They, yeah. They're not going to listen to reasoning. So Minneapolis Council, very plankish. Uh, you're on the list. Okay. Dawn, you're number three. Well, there is a bit of a link here. Is there? See? Yep, seamless, this one. Go on. Um, I'm actually coming back across the pond. I'm nominating Hammersmith and Fulham Ooh. Council in very London. Into the-, the councils is like exactly well. This is a fairly impoverished council in the city council. Show me one that isn't these days. Um, and they are obviously sitting around. When you say impoverished, you mean they've only got about five. They've billion. only got several billion yeah, pounds right. floating around that doesn't yeah. actually get out to their residents. Any case, um, in the same weekend that there were two deaths from stabbings and fourteen injuries um, in London, uh, kids killing kids. Hammersmith and Fulham Council sat around their chambers and noticed that their coat of arms had a ship on it. Oh, yeah. It's only been there for a few years. Well, they are by the river. Exactly, exactly, indeed. Um, And someone thought that this might be a slave ship. Why? Because evidently it it's, got, ships? it's got Could have been a T-ship, it's, it? it's for, for, for years they've had this this ship on their coat of arms, and it has always been uh, viewed as a Viking ship. Mm. Um, but suddenly... Isn't there a bit of a difference between a Viking ship and another kind of well, ship? Just, it's just a drawing of a ship. I right. mean, I couldn't tell. I mean, it's, got, it's got a horseshoe on it. What does that even mean? I know. So no, I mean, neither. Luck. And it's got, it's got hammers on it. It looks like the West Ham thing as well. In any case, they decided that ship. now they're going to spend taxpayers' money to investigate whether this is indeed a racist ship and whether they should redesign their entire coat of oh, arms. For God's sake. Meanwhile, people that live in Hammersmith and Fulham are struggling with services that aren't great. And I bet the traffic uh, wardens are still the, working. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and it's like, but, but the really, You've got no money. I know. Just, but the really annoying thing was this: if, if this is proven to be a slave ship, 
then it's all going to have to change. Right. How However, are they going to set about proving that, by the way? Well, a good question. Get a slave ship expert exactly. in. Exactly. But... Get us to Deke Khan, he'll be able to tell us. <laughs> yeah, well... Definitely a slave ship. Everything's a slave ship, according to him. But if it's a Viking ship, and you've got to remember the Vikings weren't exactly cuddly, were they? Well, they you know, weren't really. a, a bit of rape, rape and, and murder and yeah. pillage going on. Right. Um, I don't think they're slaves, though. They're not all bad. Does anyone else ever pillaged except for Vikings? I think it's only Vikings. Vikings are the only people who pillaged. They did have slaves, didn't they? Because they came over here. Did they? Took all the women. Did they? Back to Scandinavia. Yeah, but that was slavery. That was for somebody else, presumably, wasn't it? That's slavery, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you see, this is where I'm getting it wrong. Well, get going. Well, the Vikings, they're good-looking people in Scandinavia. I reckon yeah. all the women here fancied them. They probably went did. Back to Tall, Scandinavia, blonde, you know, to marry uh, Mr. Viking. Mm. Exactly. Okay, well, loads yeah. of them stayed here as well, though. I mean, because we're all sort of descended from Vikings, aren't we? Yeah. One I, way, yeah, you I, are, Dawn, obviously. I, yeah, you I, look I, a bit Scandinavian. you got the hair and everything. Yeah, um, that's natural blonde, I'll have you know. It's the funniest thing I've heard all day. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, any case. so Vikings dyed their hair as well. Of course they did. Uh, yes, yeah, so thank you, gentlemen. So, any case, Hammersmith and Fulham Council are that is my ridiculous. Third. Well done. Very it's, good. I've got Very a picture of the boat. I'm looking at it. It's it looks like it's it's being rowed. It's a it's, rowing boat, yeah. isn't it? Well, that's, 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 that's a boat they similar to. This it. is the yeah. actual boat here. Right. It looks like a Roman galleon, though. It doesn't look like a Viking ship to it me. It doesn't, does it? No. I mean, a Viking ship was like a long Norse boat, wasn't it? It didn't yes. have uh, places for oars, so they've got that bit wrong. Did they have oars? I don't think the Vikings did. I think they just sailed. Yeah, they Didn't did they? have... I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, Any we'll case, find out. We will find out. <laughs> as, long as, as long as they get somebody who knows what sort of boat it was. I, th- I, th- I just thought, you know... I wonder what the, they replace it with. with. With the soaring rates of knife crime going on in London, they I might have something important, better to do. It? Yeah, that would be good. Uh, Kevin, your final nominee? Uh, mine is the uh, zealous Conservative MP Neil O'Brien, oh, yes. the MP for Harborough, Nob for who sure. has set himself up as the witchfinder general of yes. anyone... Uh, who may be slightly sceptical about the effects of lockdowns. Uh, He has, of course, like all of these people, uh, conflated COVID denial with lockdown scepticism. Yes. Uh, It's interesting the way these people... I'm sceptical about lockdowns. I'm not sure that they don't do more harm than good. Yeah. Uh, When the cure is worse than the disease, you have to think about the cure. Maybe Mm. you're not pursuing the right... Also, oh, it's very easy when you're, on, no, but when you're on. No, but when you're on an MP, when you're on an MP salary, yeah. uh, where you don't even have to travel to work if you don't fancy yeah. it, uh, and you can work from home, mm-hmm. and you've got a staff which is paid for by us, yeah. uh, who can do as much research as you ask them to do, uh, depending on how much time they've got on their hands, and then you can claim some very very hefty expenses yeah. into the bargain. But the point about this guy Neil O'Brien, he's perfectly entitled to his opinion. He's massively keen on lockdowns. He probably wants them to go on forever. Probably. Uh, when they're over, he wants to get back to what he sees. He's also married to a doctor. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, of course, that makes him very, very special. Of course. <laughs> in, his, in his own mind. A hero. He's married to a hero. Mind. Uh, he studied medicine for a while at Oxford, but then changed his yeah, mind. Yeah, but he makes out like he studied medicine, therefore he's got some knowledge. Here's what actually happened. Yeah. He went to do a medical degree and then Chang- couldn't hack it. Right? Changed because it was PPE. too hard for him. Changed yeah. So now he's a politician making out that he's an expert in medicine. Yeah. Well, he's not. Yeah. But it's what I'm talking about. You know, here I is, studied French at school. Doesn't make me fluent. But he's, he's, <laughs> he's entitled to his opinion. But when he goes on to Twitter, he's become like this armed warrior yeah. on Twitter. He's, he got, he's just, gone a bit quiet lately. He says, like, he go, yeah, he says he goes, I, that's uh, in my view, probably because some party elders have had a quiet, had a word, quiet word in yeah. his 42 year old youth yes. ear mm. and said, you've got to be a little bit 
bit more temperate yes. about this because he's not just going on to Twitter to say, look, you got that wrong. Actually, here's the figures you might be in. Yeah. It's you using right. all foul you're, terms. You know, costing people's yeah, lives yeah, yeah, and all this you're rubbish. You're a granny killer. It's very, very intemperate, very, very Pejorative, immature, yeah. and, and intolerant of mm. other people. Now, I don't think COVID deniers are right. I think they're on the very wrong track. COVID exists. It's crazy, in my view, to deny COVID. No, of course but, it is. But it's, this is a free country. If you want to deny COVID, that's up to you. And you should not be uh, able to do yeah, so but all and the then people be assailed that he's by some no, but all angry the that he's, no, But all the people he's attacking are not those who deny COVID. He's attacking people in the media. He's attacking academics mm. who are perfectly well qualified to speak mm. about the disease. They're not COVID deniers, exactly no matter right. what he says. No, but he likes to conflate that. No, like I know. But what I'm saying is, is that, you know, he's not actually having a go at those people mm. who are mm-hmm. actual COVID yeah. deniers. Yeah. He's having a go at people in mainstream media and in the mainstream of academ- mm. academia uh, who he's trying to silence. So this is uh, the reason I decided to, because he's been doing this for some weeks. He's, he's been in bit, Plank of the Week as before. You, as you said, quite rightly said, uh, Mike, uh, he's gone a bit quiet, I mm. suspect, because it, uh, somebody's had a word yes, with Yes, I him. think so. You're an MP, behave yeah. like mm-hmm. one. Exactly. He's also uh, but, under a bit more scrutiny now because yeah. some of us have been asking where, what he does with his expenses yes. and exactly how much of this... Exactly. Uh, yeah. public money that he gets, yeah. is he using to fund his research team? Yeah. Because but, you're not meant to do that. But the reason that I thought uh, he was worth dredging up uh, to be Plank again uh, is because uh, he accused uh, what the Sunday Times really irritatingly described as maverick scientists yes. of uh, using their qualifications. And when I say maverick scientists, I'm talking about the, pe- yeah, yeah, the people, the, people yeah. the 40,000 mm. scientists yeah. who signed the Great Barrington mm. Declaration. Yeah. He accused them of using their, their qualifications and the COVID situation to write articles in prominent newspapers and make money. Uh, you know, so he basically said that these so-called, quote, maverick scientists are just doing it to get their name in the press, mm. to get their name out Unlike there. him. Uh, so, wait a second, you're saying there are 40,000 scientists doing right. that? No, they're not. No. no, they're not. As you quite rightly said, Mike, uh, and you, Mr O'Brien, listen to this. These are just people that don't agree with you, and you are in a democratic system, you are a democratic member of parliament that discusses and debates issues and and facts, and you've got to stop acting like mm. you're in the total right, and everything you think is right, uh, and everything everybody else thinks is utterly wrong, and you have the right to insult them. Well, it's got exactly. to stop. And also, one of the things that he likes to jump all over is anyone who likens COVID to flu. Now, you might have noticed that Matt Hancock gave an interview at the yes. weekend in which he said, we need to start thinking about treating this disease as more like flu that's going to come back from time to yeah. time. We're going to have a vaccine against it. Well, it is a coronavirus. Which is the most sensible thing that Matt Hancock has said. By the way, Neil O'Brien is known as Matt Hancock's house elf yes. uh, in yes. the business because he basically uh, crawls to the, mm. to the health secretary mm. so much that that's what he's thought of as Matt Hancock's oh. creature. But I didn't see him tweeting far enough about Matt Hancock being a COVID denier. Yeah. So there's a bit of a double stand going Well, I, I suspect that uh, Mr O'Brien, uh, labouring as he was in his well-deserved obscurity, decided to put his head above the parapet and get noticed mm. in Westminster in the world to further his career. Yes. I think he's done exactly the opposite. People uh, in the future thinking of appointing cabinet ministers will go, don't appoint that little guy, mm. he's hysterical. He mm. is hysterical and also got quite a few enemies now 
uh, in places that he might not want yeah. to have them. He's 42, he doesn't know about the world. No, exactly right. Talking of people who don't know about the world, how about Nancy Pelosi? She's my third nomination mm. because... Uh, you she's 84, she yeah. well, she's double. She's double 42. <laughs> um, right? uh, just at a quick guess. Here's the thing about Nancy Pelosi. She's the um, uh, sort of the Speaker of the House of Representatives, the woman who single-handedly has become obsessed with Donald Trump. Not good enough for the Democrats to win the presidential election and put Joe Biden in the White House. She wanted to finish Donald Trump off. Now, they tried it once before uh, when he got impeached in the House of Representatives mm-hmm. And then they had the ridiculous spectacle of a Senate trial uh, in which also, I mean, if you had sort of landed on, uh, uh, on Earth from Mars and started watching it, you would have thought this guy had committed the most egregious like, and yeah, terrible like offences. Uh, and then that one didn't work because the Republican uh, senators basically weren't going to wear it. So instead of just letting him go gracefully and be content with the fact that he's been banned from all social media, doesn't really get a chance to communicate with his followers in any meaningful way unless he does an interview that he puts out himself. Um, instead of letting him you know, sort of retire gracefully to Florida with Melania, they decided to hound him. They wanted him to have his Secret Service details stripped from him. They wanted to have the ability for him to ever run again for any office taken away, any sort of um, a presidential kind of pension they wanted stripped away from him. I, mean, I don't understand why she's so vitriolic. And in addition to which, she, of course, lost, because yeah. this weekend... Donald Trump was cleared the second as time. As everyone knew. Yeah, as we everyone. predicted. I think you and I, Kevin, yeah, totally yeah. predicted it. You yeah. probably have as well, Dawn. Yeah, Anyone yeah, with yeah. half a brain could see that it was a bad idea. And, of course, we saw yesterday, it was President's Day, that's a public holiday in America, the biggest rally for Trump yeah. since before the election in Florida. Loads of people with American flags driving around in pickup trucks absolutely celebrating the fact that their guy is now stronger than ever. Yeah, she, and mean, she's, she's looking like a complete idiot. Yeah, well, she's so blinded by her, her infantile hatred it's of, a bloodlust, of Trump isn't it? that she mm. thinks everyone else must think the same as her. What she's neglecting to take on board is this guy got 75 million votes in the last yeah. uh, presidential election, which is a record. Mm. He is a very, very popular man. Uh, there was a chance he was going to disappear after his humiliation in the election. Mm. Uh, uh, guess what? Thanks to Nancy's impeachment obsession, he is now resurgent. She has reawakened the Trump lion, and Trump fancies his chances. I mm. reckon he's going to stand. And it's her fault. Yeah. Isn't this the same Nancy Pelosi whose husband mysteriously invested loads of money in um, the same electric car companies just before Joe Biden announced that they were going to supply the fleet? For That's the exactly right. Yeah. And she's also the same woman who owns a fridge, which is worth, apparently, I kid you not, $26,000. For a fridge? For a fridge. What is it made of? Um, I presume it's made of solid gold. Hair lacquer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's made of her dead hair. I mean, also, (laughs) um, she also sneaked off. um, And I mean, I don't really care that people do this, but they're just hypocrites, right? She sneaked off. Oh yeah, she went illegal haircut. Pandemic went for an illegal haircut. Well, uh, hypocrisy. There is a theme on Plank, isn't there? But but it's politically uh, illiterate what she's been doing to Trump. It really is. Should have just let him go. Right. I mean, he, she's obsessed. I, I mean, mean now the, fir- the first sort of month or so of Joe Biden's presidency has now been dominated mm. by people talking about Donald uh, Trump. Trump. Yeah. 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 Whereas if they hadn't done that, mm. they could have concentrated on what Biden's doing, which is quite good. Maybe that's why, because of course what, what he's doing 
uh, is nothing at all. Well, he, he's gone all quiet yeah. um, because Nancy's trampled all over him. Because to be fair to Biden, he said, don't impeach this guy. Don't impeach him. He did say that, to be uh, fair, absolutely. But uh, was overridden by yeah. Nancy. And definitely, no doubt about it, down at Mar-a-Lago, old Trump, uh, for the first time in his life, I think he'd had his confidence shattered. Suddenly... Well, he doesn't like to lose. Yeah, There's no yeah. question but, about that. Yeah, but he didn't... He, he won the impeachment trial, mm. and now his confidence is back. So, yeah. well done, Nancy. You've now got yourself the worst enemy in the world. Yes. Well, as Sebastian Gorka told me the other day, it's like that scene in Star Wars, you know, where Darth Vader says, if you strike me down now... I'll come back yeah. um, uh, stronger than ever. Yeah. Or is it Obi Wan Kenobi that says that? I always get the. I, I don't know. But By the way, it works. You know, yeah. it does. You know, yeah. this guy. This guy's resurgent now. Yeah. It's all down to his worst enemy, his sworn enemy, who wanted to destroy him, but has achieved exactly the opposite. Yes. Mm. Now, as ever, we have reached the point where we've got nine nominees. There will be one carried over from last week. I think that might be. Uh, with your agreement, I don't know why I'm asking for your agreement. Cause I might do it anyway. Probably Nicholas. <laughs> probably Nicholas Sturgeon. Because she's still yeah. right up there. She is, you know, there's yeah. meant to have been some kind of SNP inquiry yeah. this week, which seems to have been buried What's again. What's happening with that? Well, first of all, last week, Salmon said... Up. Well, Alex Salmon said he wouldn't appear because he wasn't allowed to talk about certain things which he's been banned from talking about, right? Um, Nicola Sturgeon was then due to appear this week. Then she said, I'm not appearing before Alex Salmon. Then the spectator took a lawsuit against uh, the Scottish to government allow his to allow to his heard. evidence yeah. to be heard, which is now the case. Yeah. But now they've cancelled the whole hearing. <laughs> Well, so, I'd you know, meanwhile, we're waiting for her to try, to try and make more people brownie points. I know. I think it might end up going, going that way. But now, of course, this week, she's expected to try and get one step ahead of Boris again well, by announcing that they're going to open the schools. Isn't I know. It? I know. If she doesn't have to resign, that would be a really bad thing. That would it? be unfortunate, you know. <laughs> that really would. Lives. I wonder what she'd end up doing <laughs> Ooh, then. Oh, dear, no. Well, so, anyway... Um, Dawn, whose uh, three would you like to choose? Because, I mean, I, I don't think there's any point in us even choosing yours, is there? Because it's going to be... Well, I, I well, think it's got to be Harry and Meghan. Let's go through the motions, though. Let's okay. go through the motions, All then. All right, then. So, I'd, so, so your three? I choose one of Kev, shall I? Yeah, okay, yeah you so, choose one so of Kev. My, okay. Mine were uh, Mr Justice Warby for his bizarre summary judgment allowing... Uh, Megan to beat the mail on Sunday. Uh, secondly, uh, Imperial College mm. for producing yet another mm, yeah. uh, grim scientist. He'll tell us we'll all mm. die if we don't lock down for the rest of our lives. And so Imperial College uh, is plank of the week for uh, churning out more and more of these Dr. Grims without enough of them. Uh, and thirdly, uh, Neil O'Brien, the MP, the Tory MP uh, for Harborough, uh, who has set himself up as the Witchfinder General, burn the heretics at the stake, uh, anti-lockdown sceptic fanatic. OK, I'm going to go, because great minds think alike, I was going to nominate Imperial College as well, so I'm going to go with Imperial College. Okay. I think one? Imperial College is good. Mm-hmm. Right, Kevin, um, I guess you need to pick one of mine then, don't okay, you? Which one, remind uh, me? Mine are Jolian Moron, uh, <laughs> Minneapolis Council and Nancy Pelosi. Uh well, do you know what I'm going to do? I mean, I'm very tempted by Nancy. It's a subject that really interests me. <laughs> Said nobody ever. Uh, well, yeah, OK. Well, let me rephrase that. Conceptually, in terms of plank of the week, I'm very tempted by Nancy Pelosi. Uh, but uh, for the hometown favourite, I'm going to go for Jolly and Moore. Jolly and Moore, it's got to be done. Yeah, I like keeping him high up on the list. Of yeah, well, you're, you're doing pretty year. good, actually. So you're yeah. three. So we obviously know about Harry and Meghan. What I, are the I, other two, just in I, case? I don't want to mention their names because I don't like case. being talked about. Go on. The others were um, the uh, Labour Party and yeah. Alex Sobel, who he, no idea, um, for insisting that everyone is called Migs. 
That is um, good, isn't it? That is good. <laughs> that is good. Um, and the, uh, the last one was the um, Hammersmith and Fulham Council yes. for their slave stroke Viking ship. They're not quite sure, so they'll sit around and talk about it. Uh, slave so, Viking ship. I thought mum were quite good, actually. So am I choosing it? No, I am. Oh, OK. So I think I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to choose oh. Megan and Harry. Yeah, I'm sorry so. to disappoint anyone who well, thought that we might we have a surprise knew. at the end. I know, it was you a bit of a shoo-in. Right but, you right know, choice. so now we've got the final three, Megan and Harry, Imperial College, Jolian Moron. It's only one winner, really, isn't there? Uh, yep. It's Megan and Harry. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. Should we put Jolian in second? Yeah. Go, go on, you want to, don't I do you? Want I mean, Kevin and I are not going to argue and win, I are do. we? So I do. as well. An Imperial, An Imperial College is always good. Oh, yeah, hateful. So there we are, Megan and Harry, not for the first time. Or the last, possibly. Or the last time. But particularly deserving this particularly week. Particularly yes. good this week for not one entry, but actually two. Because not only uh, was the, the, the pregnancy picture horrendously uh, gushy and cheesy, but then the announcement that you did an interview with Oprah Winfrey. Absolutely shocking, extraordinary stuff. Planks of the week, Megan and Harry. Thanks to Dawn, thanks to Kevin. We'll see you next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.